Alright, so we're in Philippians chapter 3. I want you to notice verse 14. It says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And Philippians 3, we just read the whole chapter. It shows how the Apostle Paul, we're going to go through some of these verses, we're going to see how he had a very strong desire to be like Christ. It wasn't just something he said and gave lip service to. I mean, he put it into practice. He wanted to be like Christ. And so while... Paul, even at this point in his life, was somebody that anyone would consider a great Christian. Paul understood that. He's like, I'm far from being done. Paul was still working on himself. Paul still had goals. His goal was Jesus Christ. And he said, and I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And of course, today's January 1st. We're in a new year. And hopefully everybody has goals for the new year. I'm, I'm 100% for that. It's great. But, you know, most of our goals that we typically come up with on our New Year's or our New Year's resolutions are usually pretty carnal things, aren't they? I mean, the big one everybody likes to talk about, losing weight, you know, and nothing wrong with losing weight. It can be good to lose weight. But at the end of the day, you know, it's like it, a lot of times it's vain reasons why people want to do those things. And I'm again, I'm not discouraging anyone from doing that. Uh, I would encourage you to do those things. But on top of all those carnal goals, I think we should have spiritual goals too. I think we should all decide, you know what? This year, I would like to get better in this area. I would like to become more spiritual. And while I'm sure if I said, who wants to be more spiritual this year? You know, we'd all raise our hand, but at the same time too, we need a mark. We need something we're pressing towards. So what does that look like? How will that manifest itself in your life? What, what, is, what are you going to do differently to actually make you more spiritual this year. And I think that is a very important thing. Because when it comes to accomplishing anything, do you know most people who've ever accomplished anything, they, they did it on purpose? You know, you don't just accidentally do great things. I mean, you might every once in a while, you might get lucky and just instinctively have a great moment. But in reality, most things that are accomplished, they were done on purpose. And so what we're going to do, I want to kind of take some spiritual goals and we're going to kind of compare them with earthly things to help us understand where to get to exactly. Because again, how do you measure spirituality? We know we're supposed to be more spiritual. But again, there's spiritual things are spiritual, unlike physical things. And so we're going to look at really three things. I, I almost never have alliterated points, but I, have, I just happen to be able to alliterate these points just to help you remember too. Three things that you need to do if you want to accomplish anything spiritually this year. So the first thing you need to do is you need to find your mark. Paul said, I press toward the mark. Paul had something that he wanted to get to, something specific. His And his goal was very specific. It was Jesus Christ. Like, you want to know where I'm trying to get to spiritually? If you ask Paul, Jesus. Well, you know, Jesus is perfect. That's what I'm shooting for. You know, and... He, he understood that he wasn't there. Paul understood that he was not Jesus Christ. But you know what? Paul was not content to just be carnal Paul. He was, that, was, that was not what he was shooting for. Paul understood he had the Holy Spirit inside of him, that he could actually do more than that. And so Paul, he just kept working. He kept pressing. He's like, I want to know him. I want to know the, the power of the resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings. I want to be made. I want to be conformed. I'm willing to let things happen to me. Paul was even willing to be content and you know not have that thorn removed from his flesh. Hey, if that's what I've got to have 
to make me more like Christ, then you know what? He said, I'm going to glory in sufferings. If it'll make me more like Christ, then, then bring it on. Because that was his desire. That's what, that was what he lived for. And folks, if you're going to accomplish some things, it can't just be this thing that, yeah, all right, I'm going to think about it January 1st. I'm going to talk about it January 1st. I'm going to forget about it January 2nd. You know, it needs to be important. It needs to be serious. It needs to be something that you really, really want. But at the, at the end of the day, you can't just want nothing. You've got to have a specific goal in mind. And often when it comes to physical goals, because again, a lot of New Year's resolutions are centered around physical things. But maybe too, a lot of people, they have a person in mind that they want to be like. You know, maybe, you know, maybe you want to look like Dwayne Johnson or somebody like that. You know, you, you know, you've got, you've got that physical goal in mind. And what do you typically do? All right. So, you know, if I just decide, all right, this, this is the, this is going to be my year. I'm going to look like the rock, uh, by 2024. All right. I don't think that's even physically possible uh, unless I do some serious steroids or something. But you know, either way, you know, if, if that's my goal, what would you expect me to start doing okay well in first peter 2 verse 20 i want to read this passage before i tell you it says for what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults ye take it patiently but if when you do well and suffer for it you take it patiently this is acceptable with god for even hereunto were ye called because christ also suffered for us leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps who did no sin neither was guile Found in his mouth. Oh, you know, we can't live without sin. I get that, but Jesus did leave us an example with no sin, and he told us to follow that. Now, he didn't say he's going to cast us into hell if we fail. You know, he didn't say he's going to stop making intercession for us when we fail. But you know what our goal should be? Follow his steps and to do no sin. That should be our that should be our desire. Who when he was reviled, revile not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. So understand that Jesus Christ left us that example, one that was without sin. So we would go and not sin. And thank God, you know, if I mess up on January 2nd or more likely January 1st, when it comes to whatever my resolutions are, I'm healed with his stripes. I'm not going to go to hell. He's not going to give up on me. But, you know, at the same time, we need to just keep on going. We need to keep on working. We need to stay focused on all these things. And so if I have this desire to be like Christ, I'm going to follow his steps, meaning I'm going to do the things that he did. I'm going to say the things that he said. I'm going to act the way that he acted. So, again, if I'm, if I'm trying to be Dwayne Johnson, you know, I'm going to find out what his exercising routine is. I'm going to find out what his diet is. I'm probably going to shave my head. You know, I'm going to do I'm, I'm going to start doing things just like him for example too you know if you want to be michael jordan okay, you know when, when i was growing up in the 90s that was the thing to be like michael jordan now if you were going to be michael jordan what were you going to do what were you going to eat for breakfast in the morning if you were michael jordan you eat your wheaties you know and when you're working out and you're exercising you know, what are you going to drink you know gatorade right was it gatorade and coke I can't, I'll bet Coke didn't contribute to his success. I think they just paid him a lot of money to do those commercials. That's, that's my opinion on that. But too, you know, and, and you know, and what are you going to wear? You're going to wear your Hanes. You're going to wear your Nike. I, right? cause that's what Michael Jordan wore. 
You know, that, that was the thing. I remember watching guys in the 90s play basketball and dribble down the court with their tongue hanging out of their mouth. Now, I don't know how that helped their game, but why did people do that? Because Michael Jordan did that. You know, and listen, you know, that's what we do. When we want to be like somebody, we follow them. Everybody used to talk about how back in Jack Hiles' day, he had a thing where he would cough a lot, and there were like preachers that would do this Jack Hiles cough when they <laughs> preached. You know? And you know, what are they doing? They, you know, they're, they're, they're following a guy that they, they want to be like. And so we need to do the same thing with Christ. Now, it's not wrong to follow people. You know, it's not wrong to, you know, we're, we can follow people as they follow Christ. But understand, if your goal is to be another person, you're always going to fall short. It's always going to eventually turn weird. Because let me tell you, you, you take the most godly individual you know, and you will understand what makes them special is Jesus Christ. It's the Holy Spirit that is in them. And understand, so even if you're trying to follow me as an example, okay, hopefully the things you get from me are the things of the Holy Spirit, the things that are of Jesus Christ, not of the things that are of Tommy McMurtry. Because let me tell you something, and this applies to anybody out there. We were having a conversation about this last night. But any of you who follow me, and, but you're getting the things of the Spirit from me, it will benefit you because of the Holy Spirit, because of Jesus Christ. Now, if you follow me and you start morphing into Tommy McMurtry, okay, then you will just be a freak, okay? <laughs> because you're not supposed to be Tommy McMurtry. And we've seen these people who, they, there's an individual, you know, a, you know, oftentimes a preacher, you know, often maybe even a godly individual, and everybody's like, I'm going to be like that person. And they do, they dress like them, they talk like them, they do their hair like them. And those people always turn into freaks. Even though the indi one individual might not be a freak. But it's like, you know, listen, you plus the Holy Spirit, okay? And then more of the Holy Spirit there is than you, then you've got a great thing that can do great things for God, okay? But when you morph yourself with anybody else's spirit, who knows what kind of freak that's going to turn into. So what we need to get from people is what that person is getting from Jesus Christ. So follow people as they follow Christ. See what they can do in your life, especially if you're a new Christian, to point you to Jesus Christ, to give you an example how you can be like Jesus Christ. And when, you'll do, when you do that kind of thing, you'll do fine. Okay? You'll do fine. Because at the end of the day, understand too that God uses flawed people. That man that you're trying to follow after, even if it's me, has flaws and God still can do great things through flawed men and God always does great things through flawed men but the problem is if you just follow me you start picking up all the flaws God's not going to use my flaws in you okay God will use you with your flaws if you have the Holy Spirit so that's why the focus just has to be Christ and if, if you follow a man let it only be because they are helping draw you closer to Christ because they are helping you fall more in love with Christ. He has to be the goal. He has to be the focal point. When it turns into any man, it, you'll become a freak. Yeah. I mean, and just, you know, just think about it. You know, Brother Chris got up here and he read the Bible uh, before, uh, before I came and preached. You know, brother, you know, brother Chris is, you know, he looks different than I do. He's from a different part of the world. He's got a much different background. Think, imagine Brother Chris just up here imitating me. Does anybody want to see that? Some of you want to see that, <laughs> but, you know, but, but at, at the end of the day, you know, 
me and Brother Chris, you know, we do. We get along great because we have Jesus Christ in common. But it would. If, if you just had to watch him all the time and it was just obvious he's just imitating me and trying to act like that's who he is, you'd be repulsed by that. Because, again, that's not... God made him the way he did for his purpose. And God did not make any of us to be conformed to another man. He wants us to be conformed to him. And that's what we all ought to shoot for. So if you have, you know, whatever your weird quirks and things you have are, if they're not sinful, you know, don't, don't worry about those things. You know, let God use those in your life. Everybody's got something unique and special they bring to the table and don't, uh, and so don't don't go changing everything about yourself. And you know we live in a world with trans freaks and stuff. Everybody wants to change everything about themselves. But we can even be that way spiritually too, where we're just you're just people are just trying to be something, have a personality that you know God just didn't make you for, and you're not supposed to be. So uh, just stay focused on the Holy Spirit, and you'll be you'll do just fine. And so the things that you need to add to your life. Or, you know, you need to ask yourself, what do I need to add to my life that will make me more like Christ? And so just like people hang on every word of some fitness guru or some athlete or something like that, you should do that with the Word of God. Amen. I mean, there are, there, there's athletes out there. If they said tomorrow, the secret to my success is drinking tomato juice, tomato juice would be, you wouldn't be able to find it in grocery stores tomorrow. Because of all the people out there trying to be like them. I don't know if tomato juice is beneficial or not. I just know it's gross, so I don't drink it. But you know what? A lot of people would. If the right person advertised it, a lot of people would start drinking that kind of thing. We ought to be the same way with the Bible. Where we just go to the Bible, all right, I'm, I'm looking for my marching orders today. I'm looking, for, I'm looking for how to take my steps today. That's what we ought to do with the Bible. We ought to hang on every single word. And just like we all come short of the glory of God... It doesn't mean we can't get a little closer than we are today. Look what it says in verse 10 of Philippians chapter 3. It says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. And I think he's referring to the new glorified body. One of these days we're going to get a new glorified body. And when are we going to get it? At the resurrection of the dead. And Paul's like, hey, if there's any means that if I could attain that now, it's like, that's what I'm going to shoot for. Okay? Cause, and we know when at the resurrection of the dead, we will be like Christ at that point. But Paul's like, you know, in the meantime, I'm going to see if I just can't get there. And he says, now, not that I, as though I had already attained. He's like, I'm not saying I'm there. Neither were already perfect, but I follow after if they, I may apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things that are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul had a very specific goal. Christ. The resurrection of the dead. That's what he was shooting for. And you say, well, you know what? That's pointless. I think you ought to set goals that you can reach. Well, you know, here, here's the thing about that, though. It's, it's all about, you know, your potential, going as far as you can. Okay? And again, just because I will probably never look like Dwayne Johnson, does that mean I should just not work out? Does that just mean I should not try? I mean, what, what do you think will make me better off physically in, in 2023? If I shoot for, if I try to live like 
Dwayne Johnson, I try to do his routine, I try to do his diet, or if I shoot for Jabba the Hutt or somebody like that, you know, it's just like, what's going to, you know, what, you know, now, again, I probably won't turn into Jabba the Hutt, you know, if I go after him, I probably won't turn into Dwayne Johnson, but what will make me actually better off physically? You know, the fact that I had that high goal. So I'll probably come short, but either way, you know, when we do, when we decide I want to be like Christ, that's going to cause you to get better than you would if you're like, I want to be like Tommy McMurtry. I want to be like any other person. So just, it's all about just keeping that eye, your eye on Christ. You can do more. You, you, you can do more and we just got to keep our eyes on him. And so just like people often have a specific weight that they want to get to or, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, or maybe a weight they want to be able to lift or they have a time that they want to be able to run a 5K or something like that. We should have very specific, visible things and, you know, that, you know, for goals. But, you know, it's hard to do that when it comes to spiritual th- things, isn't it? Again, you know, if I say I want to be able to run a 5K and whatever, you know, that's a specific goal. I can measure that. I can, I can keep my time and I can see where I'm at. You know, when it comes to a weight, you can get on a scale and you can see a number. And, and that's helpful. Those things kind of help motivate us a little bit. But when it comes to spiritual things, you know, these are a little harder to, because we can't always see these things in a visible way. But at the same time, you know, there are some things that can kind of be markers. Okay. So for, and these don't guarantee there. I'm just throwing out some suggestions here, but you know what? I think you should have a goal to read through your Bible this year. Now, did you know you could read through your Bible in a year and still not be spiritual? But did you know you can't be spiritual and not read your Bible? So the thing is, you know what? Have a Bible reading goal. Determine, hey, I'm going to read through my Bible this year. I'm going to read. Through, I'm going to. I'm going to read my Bible. You know, I, I actually discourage. You know, I don't. I don't know. I would encourage you to read the Bible every single day. If that's your goal, the problem is you're going to miss a day, and you know, ah, I mess that up. No, just have a, you know, when it comes to my Bible reading, and I, I really encourage people to read through the Bible in a year. When it comes to my Bible reading, I don't normally do Bible reading on Sundays. Sunday, now I'm in the Bible a lot on Sundays, but a lot's going on Sunday. I typically don't, it, it, it's just not been in my schedule. So when I make, do my Bible reading plans for the year, I don't include Sunday in that plan. I include it for the other six days of the week. So everybody has their own schedule, their own routine. Whatever you have to do, though, just figure out a plan. I want to get through this. I want to do this this year. This won't mean I'm spiritual, but it will definitely help me. It, this doesn't mean I'm going to be like Christ, but you're not going to be like Christ if you're not reading your Bible. You know, be faithful in your church attendance. You know, have a goal. I'm going to be faithful this year. I'm not going to miss, you know, I'm, go, I'm going to be in the house of God. You know, determine I'm going to be faithful in my soul winning. You know what? Go ahead and have a goal. I want to get a certain amount of people saved. There's nothing wrong with having goals like that. Or at least say, I want to at least give the gospel out this many times. Or I'm going to, I'm going to at least knock on this many doors. You know, have goals in mind like that. Write those things down. Keep track of those things. You know, be faithful in your giving. You know, there's been years before where I've, I've, like, I want to, I want to give this much this year, you know, to the work of God, whatever. And I am, I am 100% aware you can do. You can check off all these things off your checklist and still not get, be guaranteed to be a spiritual person. But at the same time, 
All of these things are not going to hurt you and are only going to lead you to being a more spiritual person. And so, and this kind of takes us to the next point. So just like we need to find a mark, I want to do this this year. You also need to find your motivator. Okay, and your motivator. You say, oh, you, you mentioned keeping track of how many souls you get saved. You know, there's some people that are so spiritual they don't believe in keeping track. They don't believe in you know talking about numbers and things like that. But you know, I disagree with that because at the end of the day, I understand it's not about you know numbers and all that. It's about being faithful. We can't make people get saved. But you know, those things motivate me. Those things keep me focused. Those are things, and, and so we'll say more about that as we go, but when it comes to succeeding in anything, everyone has different things that motivate them. And, you know, and God will reveal to you what it is you need to get yourself to succeed. Okay? I don't know what your motivators are. I don't know what makes you get out there and go knock on doors. I don't know what makes you go read your Bible. I, I don't know what that is for you, but I do know what it is for me. And we all have different things that motivate us. And you need to figure out what those things are. Because some of us need more motivation. And if you need motivation, you know what? By all means, figure out how to get that motivation. Some people, you know, they do. They, but they, they, they get super spiritual. And they get critical when we start keeping track of these things. But again, those things keep me motivated. Those are things that make me want to keep going out. And so when it comes to physical health, did you know that weight is not the only thing that matters when it comes to physical health. You know, a lot of people, they start exercising, they get discouraged because they don't start losing weight right away. But, you know, but, you know, what do they tell you all the time? Yeah, but you're gaining muscle. The problem is you just don't immediately see it like you want to. But what you do see is that number on the scale. And, but understand, while that number doesn't say everything about your situation, it is an indicator. And if 2023 starts and it's just constantly going up, and up and up, you're probably doing something wrong, you know. And the thing is, too, the number of salvations things we get, it doesn't say everything about how we're doing, how our efforts are, all, all that kind of thing. But at the same time, if that number is going down and down and down all the time, you know, it's a good sign. Hey, maybe we're doing something wrong. Maybe we need to change something up, you know. And so it doesn't say everything, but those are things that motivate me. And there are, there's a lot of legitimate reasons someone's numbers might be going down. But either way, just paying attention to that number, it will keep you evaluating what you're doing. It, and, and that same thing too, just like on the wrong way, you, you evaluate. It's like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have ate that large blizzard. You know, that probably didn't help the cause, you know. And it, it gets you evaluating, where if you weren't looking at the scale, you wouldn't have thought anything of it. Because, you know, you don't just go to a buffet one day and after that one day of going to the buffet, you look in the mirror and it's like, man, I just gained a bunch of weight. It doesn't happen that way. These are slow things. So we do, we waited. And so we need to realize that while our spirit is willing to be spiritual, our flesh is always pushing us to be carnal. Always. And it never stops. And that's why Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. These are the things that we need to be focused on. Why? Because these will be things that will actually push you to be more spiritual. These are the things that are going to motivate you. He goes on to say, Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do in the God of peace 
shall be with you. And so find out what it is. What gets you thinking about the right things? If you're always discouraged and down in the dumps every time you watch the news, maybe you should watch less news. If you're getting more carnal and thinking about bad things every time you get done watching your soap operas and things, maybe you should stop watching those soap operas. You know, if you're, always, if you're getting down and depressed every time you're listening to your country music and hearing about your grandma getting run over by a reindeer and all those kind of things, you know what, maybe you should find some more uplifting music that you can listen to, things that will help you figure out what helps you think on these things, what helps you think about spiritual things. And it, that, that might be different for some of you. Some of you... It might help you out spiritually to go on a walk out in the woods by yourself. That might be a good place you can go and clear your head and think about the things of God. Some of you, that might not work because all you're going to be thinking about is shooting Bambi while you're out there. You know, I don't, I don't know what your motivator is. You know, one of my things, I, I love just going out on the canal and riding my bike. I mean, that's a great way to clear my head. It's good exercise and, you know, though, I mean, you know, the, I, it helps me out. I love going out on my kayak on the river. Uh, you know, these are things that are good for me, but it might be different for you. You've got to figure out what those things are. And, you know, even when it comes to physical things, okay, you know, some things that, you know, um, you know, one thing that helps me stay motivated to, you know, do things like exercise is I have to have like competitions. You know, because to, to me, if I'm just exercising to exercise, it's just kind of pointless. I have to have a goal. And so I like signing up for races and half marathons and 5Ks and things like that. Because if I know I have this event coming, and then it's like, you know, if I'm going, I'm drinking all this soda, I'm eating all this junk food, that's going to negatively affect me. And so just knowing I have a race coming, it gets me exercising and it helps me eat better. That's what motivates me. You know, for you, it might be something completely different. Some things that could be a motivator for you when it comes to spiritual things. How about hanging around people that are more spiritual than you are? You know, we typically end up acting like people that we hang around. And that, that you know, and that's a warning, but that's also something too, just a motivator that, hey, get around spiritual people and you'll start probably be more likely to be like them or getting them to be more like you. I don't know. Could work out good for you, maybe bad for them. You know, listening, listening to preaching on certain subjects, you know, whatever it is. You know, some, some of you, to get yourself to go out soul winning, that might be what it takes. You might need to go and le- like listen to some fire-breathing sermon about soul winning, one that's just ripping on everybody who doesn't go soul winning, and you won't, you're not going to do it unless you have that. Hey, if that's what you need, listen, go download a bunch of those on your phone and go, go listen to them every Saturday or Sunday, whatever, whatever, whatever you need to do. To motivate you. There's a, a, a song that I like to listen to. There's a, a song. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's, I can't even think what it's called. But it's like, it's like a, a medley of songs about soul winning and reaching the lost. I love listening to that song. And every time I hear it, it just makes me want to go out soul winning. And, you know, if, if you need a song to get you doing it, you know, I wouldn't get mad at you if before we go soul winning, I saw you with your headphones on in a corner somewhere, like listening to that song. It's a good song. And you're, you're just... You know, get yourself all fired up. Hey, if that's what it'll take to get you out there, go do it. I mean, maybe we need to, maybe we need to play that. Maybe that's what we should do before we gather. We just play that song on the speaker. It's like some, and then you know, some of you are thinking, ah, I'm going to hang back and be lazy today. We'll start playing that song. It's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm out there. You know, 
Just like too, you know, when you go to races, they'll play songs like "Eye of the Tiger" and you know, these, you know, stuff like that, just getting everybody fired up to go run. You know, if that's what you need to do to get you doing spiritual things, you know, then do it. If you need to get an alarm clock and set, you know, you can do this on your phone, where you can like make an alarm, you know, where it's like a preaching clip of somebody just, you know, you need to learn to get your sorry carcass out of bed on Sunday morning and get into the house of God. You know, if hey, if that's what it takes to get you motivated, do it. I don't know what kind of motivators you need. You know that. Figure out what it is. Put it in your life. Something to just to get you motivated. You hear about people putting pictures on their refrigerator or something, you know, just to remind them inspirational sayings. You know, I don't know. You know yourself. Figure out what it is. You know, read, read a book on a subject. You know, one thing that has helped me before, too, even when it comes to my diet, is watching documentaries about like food processing plants and stuff. You know, that'll get you eating good for a while. You know, I watched one on McDonald's one time. I didn't eat at McDonald's for like two weeks after that. I was like, good night. And, uh, you know, whatever, hey, if that's what it takes, you know, watch, watch those things. You know, plan, plan spiritual activities and events. Have something you look, you know, you're looking forward to. You know, go to revival meetings. Go to soul winning marathons. You know, plan on these things. Have something you're looking forward to that, it, that motivates you to go do these things. But ultimately, you just have to have the right priorities. Your priorities, too, will manifest themselves in your life. They, they always will manifest themselves in your life. So just get those things right, and these other things will kind of fall into place. Okay? I can't get up here and just tell everybody, this is the things that you need to do to get yourself to be more spiritual. We are all unique. We all have different motivators. And I'm just telling you, find your motivator. Find your mark. Find your motivator. And then last, find your method. Look what it says in verse 16 of Philippians chapter 3. Nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as we have us for an example. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. What does it mean when we say their God is their belly? These are people that just give their flesh whatever they want. That will not make you spiritual. I promise you that. That will not make you spiritual. It says, For our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto His glorious body, according to the working thereby, He is able even to subdue all things to Himself. So, the thing here, what you need, you need to figure out the method, alright? What is the kind of life? What is the method to having a spiritual life? And again, we're so carnal, we can still... Again, this is a spiritual thing. I'm, I'm talking about all earthly things that we can see that can be indicators, but they don't say everything. Again, if you're not reading your Bible, you're not going to be spiritual. If you're not going to church, you're not going to be spiritual. But at the same time, we can still find ways to be carnal, even while still doing some of these things. You know, there, there's ways to do that, but you, the, thing, the things you're doing right, you need to make sure you keep doing them. You need to keep those things... A priority. You need to learn from the methods of those who are successful 
especially people who are in similar situations that you're in. That's what he says in verse 17. Be ye followers together of me and mark them which so walk as ye have us for an example. You know, if you're, if you're single, look at other people who are single and godly. If you're married and have kids, look at others who are married and have kids and are godly. Or look at people who are farther down the road than you are, that have been successful. Watch what they do. Pay attention to those things and follow their example. And you'll, you'll figure out that method and then stick to it. Find out what they're doing right. Find out what you're doing wrong. A lot of times, too, I've learned what I've been doing wrong from watching other people. When, when you, uh, you know, as a pastor, I'll watch other pastors and I'll see things they're doing and it like helps me understand what I'm doing wrong. And it's like, okay, you know, I can fix that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to mark them for an example. And I'm going to, I'm going to do things the way that they're doing it. And so also mark and avoid those who are pursuing the things of the flesh. Like he said, he, so he told them, to you know, pay attention to those who are doing things right. But he said, watch out for those who follow their own bellies, whose end is destruction. Mark and avoid those people. And so, uh, you know, he said, now that I'm 40, you know, when I, when I, in my own life, okay, I'm 42 now. And I mentioned this a little bit on Wednesday, but, you know, just this week I was thinking back to some of my younger days where I used to work and just kind of looking up people on Facebook that I hadn't talked to in years. And I'm and just, when I look back at, you know, my life and some of the challenges that I went through and decisions I made, you know, and I chose to go the spiritual path and I look at other people who are in a similar situation to me but chose the carnal path and I look at where they are now. Listen, I'm not, and I don't, so this isn't me trying to brag or anything like that. It makes me just thankful. I look at that and I think, man, I dodged a bullet. And we need to understand, you know, it's okay to do that. I'm not going to get up here and start naming these people. I I looked up so-and-so the other day, and boy, you should see their church now. It's one of these skinny jean contemporary types. He's, you know, on his third wife. And I can tell stories about people like that. I I can tell you about missionaries right now that everybody, they were like these poster boy missionaries that started making these left turns that are now on their third wife. You know, I, I could tell you stories about that. And, you know, and I look at that and I'm like, man, I'm glad I didn't make some of those same choices. Had some of the same temptations. But you know what? I'm marking those people in my mind and thinking, all right, you know, I'm not going that direction. That is not the way to go. That's not, that, that does not work. And we need to be the same way. And you know what? Seeing where these people have ended up, it's motivated me to stay on this path that I'm on. You know, seeing where people end up going down these new paths and just to trigger some people, it motivates me to stay on the old path. It really does. And those things are motivators to me. And you know what? And they help me see the methods. So I don't understand why it's such a big deal just making these little changes. Because people who adopt these methods all seem to end up in the same place that I don't want to go. So I don't think it's a big deal at past time if we change our, our music here a little bit. I don't, you know, I can't show you in the Bible why just changing the music up a little bit will hurt our church so much. But I can tell you, I've seen a lot of people who they change their music and then they change their dress and then they change their Bible every time. I don't want to get there. So I'm, I'm watching that method. I'm seeing where it leads. And I'm saying, I don't want any part of that. 
That's exactly what we're supposed to do. You know why? Because I'm, I'm trying to get somewhere. There's some, and I'm not even just trying to get somewhere. I'm trying to stay somewhere too. I, I'm thankful for where I'm at. I'm thankful to have a good marriage and a good family and a good church that's winning souls. I'm thankful that we have that and I don't want to lose that. And it does seem, and, and, and you know what? If you can go show me the contemporary skinny jean church with the uh, 7-Eleven music and the NIV Bible out there winning souls, out there con- confrontational sowing, you can't find them. I don't want to get there. That's not what I'm shooting for. You know, so, um, you know what? Forgive me. When I look at that kind of stuff and I get a little critical and it gets me a little fired up. You know, forgive me if I get concerned about a pastor friend who starts making those changes. I think you need to mind your own business. Listen, I, I don't want to see people end up in that place. And I definitely don't want me getting, going there. But if I'm hanging around that stuff, if I'm following that stuff, that might be exactly where I end up. And the Apostle Paul warned us about these things because we're trying to get somewhere. We're trying to be more spiritual. I don't want this to be a carnal, Chuck E. Cheese, Fun Center type church. I don't want that. I do not believe it's beneficial. I do not believe it will help your family. And I've seen it. I'm seeing it over and over again. I've seen it to the point where it makes me want to vomit, where people who are raised like I was raised are looking at and they're seeing the things of the world and they're like, you know what? I think I can have the world and I can have the things of God too. And they're trying to blend these things. And let me tell you, their kids just want none of it. Because let me tell you something about the things of the flesh. Okay? The things of the flesh and the things of the Spirit, they don't mix. And when you try to mix those things, all you have is conflict and turmoil. And people are going to figure that out. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to go running for one of the two. And they're either going to get out of that mess and they're going to come this direction, or they're just going to go completely into the world. Because let me tell you something. If you bring in the Christian rock music to appeal to people's flesh, just understand the secular rock bands are always going to be better than the Christian ones. Because there's a bigger market. There's more money. They, they can afford better production, better singers, all that. And so when you, do, when you start bringing these things in, we start doing that. We start teaching these, you know, you know to hang on to all these kids. We start bringing in all this carnal stuff. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to give them an appetite for carnal things. And guess what? The world's going to outdo us every time. And they're going to be like, why are we even here? You guys are watering down the carnality with, you know, the spiritual stuff. Uh, might as well get the real stuff out there. And they're going to be gone. So, you know what we have to do? We've got to give an appetite for spiritual things. And, you know, we don't do that by watering down the spiritual with carnal things. It's, just, it's not going to happen. So, you know, what we're going to, we're going to keep talking about methods. We're going to pay attention to these things. The Bible tells us to do that. We're going to figure out what works. You know, when we see other people, when we see other churches that are that, that are spiritual, that are godly, that are doing the work of the Lord, you know, we need to mark those people, and we need to say, hey, you know, what are they doing? Are they doing something different than we are? And then let's let's figure it out. So we understand our place in heaven. It's not determined by our performance on this earth. We get that. But some of us and all of us should have a desire to be more than what we are right now. We should all be a work in progress. Every one of us. And people need to get over this attitude of, I'm saved, so leave me alone. 
You know, anytime you criticize anybody, well, they're saved. Great. They won't go to hell for the sin. This is still a problem. This still isn't right. And listen, that is not an attitude you want to bring into a church. That is not an attitude. We obviously don't want to bring a judgmental spirit and be critical to people in the church, but we ought to come into this church wanting people to motivate us and to challenge us because we all need it. And we ought to want to be a motivator for somebody else. And so you know what we need to do? We need to find a mark. It's Jesus Christ. So I don't understand what that looks like. Get in your Bible and learn about Him. That's what you need to be shooting for. Find a motivator. What's going what's to motivate you to do it? Figure out what that is. I gave some suggestions in here, but you, you know yourself. And then find your method. And then keep it going until Jesus comes back and changes your vile body. I hope nobody ever gets in here. I hope while everybody works on this, I hope in 20, at the end of 2023, when we're having our last service, somebody's like, I got a praise. I attained to the resurrection of the dead. You know, I'm there. I don't even need to shoot for anything in 2024. No, I, I don't think anybody's going to get that far, but I hope we're closer. And I hope too, you have an increased desire in 2024 to be like Christ. And if you do, you, you are, you're going to be better off. You're going to avoid a lot of sin. You're going to avoid a lot of problems and turmoil. And, you know, God's going to do great things. And so with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, I pray this message was uh, a help and a motivator to everyone in here. I pray you'll help us uh, in 2023, Lord, to just be successful spiritually. It's real easy to get focused on all, all the carnal uh, things that can be a huge distraction. But I pray that our minds and our hearts will be where they're supposed to be, and I pray that um, we'll do whatever it takes to motivate ourselves to be like you. We'll figure out what needs to change in our lives, and we'll uh, keep you the priority and the focus. In your name we pray. Amen.